Hey, 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 today's episode of Diamonds Blaze is going to feature Mr. Marcus Freeman, a talent behind the scenes with writing and film, who is also trying to navigate himself in this current element of dating between social media, misperceptions, misconceptions, and just trying to figure out how to even say hello. I hope you enjoy. Well, good day to you. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, Miss Diamond, Miss Queen? How's it going, sister? <laughs> it is going very well. It's another blessed day in the neighborhood. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Good day. It's a good day yes. to start something new. I'll say that. Indeed. Well, I do want to thank you for being a guest on uh, Diamonds Blaze on this segment. And, um, Basically, I took an interest in the topic that you wanted to talk about as far as the things that, that tend to happen or the mishaps with dating and, and approaching um, each other. So what's your take on that? And if you can, before we get started, how rude am I? Please introduce yourself and, and tell the and tell the audience about you. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be important because it's like, who's she talking to? Um, (laughs) well hey everybody out there i'm marcus freeman i'm on those tiktok world tiktok uh of whatever you call it platform uh i think i go by marcus freeman on tiktok or poppy marks no i go by poppy marks on tiktok ha 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 don't even know myself but anyway i i am an actor writer uh director um currently I have a short film that's finishing up in film festivals, and I'm thinking about releasing that. It's called Agency on uh, YouTube, on my Vimeo page. Also, I have a film that is currently, uh, that I was the assistant director and producer on called Changes, and it's on Tubi. And I've just been working on some other stuff. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to send some stuff to copyright. Uh, so I've been working on some shows, been writing a lot. I have two uh, sitcom pilots that I'm planning to pitch. So I'm just kind of like building, building my own content, but I just haven't put it out there yet. And that's where I'm at. And also, I've been divorced for about two years, and I've been thinking about, get, you know, getting back in the dating scene, which prompted this conversation between us. You know, now being married for 16, 17 years going back into the world where it's different when i got married uh i mean there was no facebook there was no social media the way it is today and now it's different and you know you know you have the squeaky wheel gets the oil what i mean by is that people tend to gravitate to what the kevin samuels of the world or what people talk negatively about in relationships versus Mm -hmm. actually well how do you have a great relationship and i don't want to hog because i know you you know you have some questions but what really came full circle for me my uncle you know we're sitting down talking i've been having these great conversations with my uncle for the last year and he said well have you ever dated someone and i was like yeah you know i dated and and i had to think about it i'm like you know what i've never really dated i've never really taken the time out 
hi, my name is this. Can we, mm-hmm. you know, let's go out. And I mean, no, like, pressure. No, oh, I'm going to try to hit. But really getting to know somebody for who they are. I've never done it. And I'm 50 years old. I've never done it. Even with my ex-wife, I met her through a friend. Mm-hmm. And even that, that's a whole nother story. But I've never taken the time to get to know someone. You know, and really date in in my adult life, and I'll say as a as an adult, not as a kid, not as a teenager, but as an adult. And I'm like, man, now it's like, okay, I got to be careful and be mindful. How do I navigate this world that mm-hmm. we live in when it comes to dating? Yeah, and you know everything that you said. You know, it it it's a it's a major topic of discussion because everybody have their own perception of everything. You know, and it's like you said with social media, and also wanted to tell you, you do not look fifty. So, big blessing. Oh, thank to you. you. <laughs> thank you, God. God, hey, God has been good to me. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> God has been good to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm sorry if anybody hear any any uh, background noise. I'm actually in a different element. I decided to kind of enjoy the atmosphere, so you, you may hear some wind blowing or whatever. Uh, you know try to keep it as normal as possible but <laughs> um that that's and that that's one thing about my platform um i normally tell people like hey you know i have kids there's a little step grandkids they have no boundaries with me sometimes and i'm just making this like a human experience you know so more or less like if we're in a company you know this this when you're talking to your family or your close friends, you know, there, there's going to be some ambiance or some environment. But let me get back to what I was saying. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I totally get what, where you're coming from with that because me um, in my situation now, um, I'm in the middle of a divorce myself. Oh, um, wow. Been wow. with, and actually, it's, it's not a bad thing. And I'm, okay. I'm going to tell you that. Honestly, it's not a bad thing. Um, we've been separated for this year. Where where we live at um, in the state of North Carolina, you cannot file for divorce until you've been separated for a year. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, we were together like 15 years, married 13. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's I understand where you're coming from with that whole aspect because yeah things have definitely changed they are not what they used to be in no way form um, social media plays a major part in how people meet each other now so mm-hmm. it is you know it's it's the the perceptions of how do I approach this person you know. Um, do I drop in, as they say, slide into your DMs? Do I shoot my shot? Um, the and I think for me, because there, there's not that much person to person contact now, you know, you see everybody all the time on social media. Um, people people put on their representatives all the time on social media, just as they do when you meet in person. Mm-hmm. But, because of the language that is used a lot and and i say this for myself it's almost like how do i know if someone is genuinely trying to talk to me to get to know me to start to court and to start to date 
or are they just running game just so that I can sleep with them? <laughs> so there's 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 a lot of and, and that's and that's for me and I already know that's gonna be a major concern that I'm gonna have um in, in this area of my life because I've only known one person for a certain long you know, for a certain amount of time. And uh to to shift that dynamic is uh is is something. So I know the question that you had brought up at one point was how do you approach a woman? Mm-hmm. Right. And and for me, I'm and I'll just say for me, I'm like if if okay, say if you were to approach me, hey, hello, how are you doing today? Um, and me, I'm more I'm, I'm, I'm a nice person anyway, so mm-hmm. I'm not really right like that. Um, right. sometimes small talk for me would be like, you know, what's your name? Are you from around here? You know, I know all of that sounds cheesy, but it depends on the woman. Exactly. And sometimes, and sometimes it's hard to figure out what a woman is into if she likes the direct approach or if she, you know, like the gentleman approach. Or if she's a woman that got that has her guard up so much, she's not going. She she's going to basically reject every possible good opportunity or prospect because she's battling her own thing. So I can definitely see where it's like I want to say something, but how do I go about saying it? And for me, I like good energy. Mm-hmm. Being, being right. a being a little flirtatious, give me a compliment, you know, like just, just something in that 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 works for me. Um, being consistent. So if um, you know, if, we're, if I'm out somewhere and it's at a social event, um, a guy approached me, want to talk, want to get to know. Okay, cool. Let's we can talk, get to know each other. If I'm liking your energy, if I like how you approach me, you know. Um, if you have like one of those ghetto old cheesy lines from back in the day, <laughs> most likely I'm like, uh, no, you know, like uh, what the say? I'm trying to think. There was something that he said in the first press, the old, the old school one. He, oh yeah, it uh, was. I noticed you noticing me, so I'm putting you on notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I you remember, know, it, yeah, I remember him saying that in, in one of those Fresh Prince episodes, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. That works for some of you people? And you know, it really didn't. It was just the fact that I'm like, no. That's, nah. Or if the first thing you tell me when you see me is my body looks good, or, you know, if you're mm. if you're zoning in to try to, and I understand this, it's a physical attraction first. You know, you're mm. not gonna approach somebody unless you find something physically attractive about them. You know, whether it's their eyes, their face, uh, you know, how they take care of themselves, you know, um, appearance. Well, sometimes you can get to know somebody and they're not quote unquote model type material and that's man and woman. But mm-hmm. it's, it's normally the energy for me and the consistency afterwards. So if you've made a lot of um, energy approaching me wanting to get to know me asking for my name well hey you know i'd love to talk to you a little bit later and we hit it off ahead and have great dialogue and then after that 
determine the courtship that's where and I'm just speaking for myself I can't speak for another woman but Mm. I think women um, especially the ones who I know um, that I'm close to we all basically say the same thing Um, now a lot of men want to be approached not because of you know I guess years of being rejected or Mm. now with the shift in dynamics where um, a woman is looking to have hair, nails, makeup, maintenance, buy me this, get that. If you're about this, I don't want to deal with it. So now a lot of men are like, why am I going to put that energy into it if I have to come out pockets first to get your attention? So I, I understand. It, it's just a lot. And it, yeah, ahead, there's you. a lot. Now I was going to say, yeah, there, there's just a lot. So have you had um, any you know like situations where you you know may have wanted to approach a woman but you didn't know how to do it or if you had a bad experience with approaching someone well I say the first you know I, I went through my it's so funny it's like I went through the whole phase I, it's like I revisited my 20s to my 30s and to, to my 40s after my divorce so i went into the, my whole phase like okay i want to hit let me just hit then i went to well i kind of want a relationship so the really you know hey i want to you know be in a relationship but am i ready have i healed mm-hmm. so and i had to come to that realization man i haven't healed yet i i got i got some personal work that i have to do also i had to look at you're not you're not 20, you're not 30, you're, you're, you're 50. Not that, oh, because you're 50. And I'm saying now, because when I got divorced, you know, I was like in my late 40s, I was like 47. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, you know, I'm not 40, you know, now, well, what kind of wom- woman am I going to date? And, mm-hmm. you know, I had an opportunity to date a woman who, um, I want to frame this right, because I don't want it to seem like because she has this, that's why she was. But very laid back sister, we met over the phone first, but when we met in person, you know, I don't know if I was initially physically attracted, she was physically attracted to me. I don't think I initially, I was physically attracted to her. I like her, but she looked, you know, different compared to pictures. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, but I was still going through my little stuff from my divorce. But what I liked about her is that it didn't matter how much money I had financially because she understood about building wealth. She understood that you got to start over. She Mm -hmm. got that. Her question was, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to still be at the same place? You still going to keep that same job in the next five years? Like, what is your goal? What is your plan? And I realized from that, because I I totally destroyed that relationship. When I say I destroyed, I destroyed that relationship. Uh, Mm. And again, a lot of it was due to me not healing. I hadn't healed yet. Um, But I realized, man, that's the kind of woman I want. She was a professional woman, meaning, you know, she worked in the medical field. She had a master's uh, in, in the field that she had but very laid back she wasn't tripping she had her money or whatever but she wasn't tripping about certain things and she liked certain things i liked certain and we would really get to know each other 
But I think if I would have just said, hey, let's just chill, be friends, I think we would have still been friends today. But Mm -hmm. needless to say, from that experience, now, instead of me jumping in, let me try to holler. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? You know, because one, that's not me. I had to find out who who is Marcus. Who right. am I really? I'm not that guy. I'm not. I'm not a guy. I'm sit. I I have my own swagger. If we even still use the word swagger, I have my <laughs> own style. I have my own personality. So I'm not gonna be like that. So now, what I'm doing now, I almost like I'm I'm training. So what I do now, um, you know, now that COVID ain't over, but people act like it's over. I've been mm-hmm. going out like with my cousins or I go out to a, <clears throat> to a restaurant and I observe, mm-hmm. I, I watch. So example, I went to, it's a Mexican restaurant out here. I mean, I'm in Texas by the way, it's called Papacitas. And I was at Papacitas and I was at the bar and nice, pretty, it was too pretty. It was, it was about three sisters, okay? And mm-hmm. I think they were at the bar. Two of them were like, they were sitting together. One, I was like, okay, I, I, I like her. I like the way she looks or whatever. And then it was another sister. She was talking to some white girl or whatever. And I was just uh, watching and observing. And I was thinking about shooting my shot. I was thinking about, let me ask if she was a friend. Then this other guy came in with his homeboy. Mm-hmm. He sat down, they were eating. All of a sudden, the girl that I was looking at, okay, now she's hanging out with the guy, and I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> well, that's the end of that. Like, that, ain't, that, that. That ain't gonna happen. So then this older lady comes in, and when I mean older, I'm gonna say maybe she's 50, 55 and up. And that, that's what I mean by older. She's just 55 and up. And she's sitting down. I'm like, hey, hey. And, you know, it's like, spark a conversation, Mark. Are you hey by the way my name is Marcus hey what's your name okay cool you know she said yeah I'm waiting on my girlfriend okay yeah blah, blah. and I thought about it I was like you know won't you buy a drink I said no let me slow down <laughs> let me slow down mm-hmm. but I just observed I observed how the young lady who moved over to the guy and his friend how they interacted with each other how the guy who, who was his friend he just stayed on his computer he actually had his computer in the bar which i don't know why but he had his little small computer he was in the bar the black lady that was next to me she was just real because again uh, it's something about an older black woman like she knows who she is so she ain't tripping you know but you know she's a woman she is she's still a woman right and I look like, you know, even though I may not be her type or anything like that, I could have maybe flirted or could just or just like you said, just spark a conversation. So what do you do? I said, how was the week? How was your week? Yeah. I said, this week, you know, it's been good. I said, I got a new gig. Oh, good. She said, congratulations. You know, little small stuff. But what happened is that the she said her friend was like, oh, you at the wrong Papacitos. I'm at the Papacitos, you know, 10 blocks down. And she was like, oh, man, now I could have said, well, hey, can I, you know, you mind if I come over with you and your girlfriend over to I don't know if that was maybe proper or not. You meet you at, you you know, at the other Papacitas and, you know, we kind of hang out and eat or whatever. Or, you know, I said, let me step back. I decided like to step back. But it felt empowering because, oh, I gave myself a choice. 
I could have shot my shot with a young lady, but I saw she was eyeing the other guy. I could have even shot my shot with the lady who was older. I could have even did that, even though maybe I, I wasn't her type, she wasn't my type, but just to spark conversation, to get back in, to know how do people move now? How do mm-hmm. people socialize? And that's what I realized. Let me slow down. It's different. Let me see how people socialize. So that's why I don't use social media as a barometer to say, okay, that's how, because women, because you're only presenting what you want people to see. Right. You're not, but if you pay attention close enough, I can say, okay, you know what? She toxic. He, mm-hmm. she's still healing. She's she's in pain. This brother is he 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 in pain. He he trying to hide. This brother he's on this other philosophical philosophical level where he's trying to hide what's really going on. Whatever. All you gotta do is just really pay attention to behavior and how people react to certain things. And that's how you know, like. Oh, Right. Okay. So I've just been, you know, taking steps, really investigating because I know where I'm at now. I'm not looking to be in a full relationship. I'm mm-hmm. just looking, hey, go out, chill. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about, oh, let's have sex. No. No. Because I'm in a point in my life, I, I, I value my peace. And I don't want anything interrupting my peace. Nothing. Exactly. That, and so when you get to that point and you know, it's like, man, that's a nice ass, but that ass, that ass destroys my peace. Mm, that, <laughs> wow, that that's deep. Just say it like that. That's deep. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, it, it's it, that's just what it is. That's just what mm. it is. But again, it's where I'm at in my life that is like, man, it is. Sex is over. When you, when you really think about it, everybody ain't fucked everybody. Everybody yeah. had everything done to them and done. And if you really want to, hey, go watch porn for free and have your thrill and then go to bed. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's the safest way to do it. And you don't have to deal with any other emotional stuff. And it's funny, like, so there's something that, that, um, that I'm, that I'm kind of close to. And, um, mm-hmm. And he's helped me with the whole, you know, shift in, in, in dynamics. He, he's a good friend of mine. And I could say good friend because, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, you know, you can't have a male-female friendship. Oh, you really can. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. who, you know what I mean? Like, if that boundary is there and the amount of care that you have, you can actually have a genuine friendship with someone from the opposite sex without let, it coming down to have a hold on, Pause your thought. Please don't forget your thought. Please don't forget your thought. I have to say this. Mm -hmm. I just got this. I didn't always think like this. I just got this. Okay. If you you can say that a man can't have, can't be friends with a woman is saying that I can't see the humanity in a woman. That part. man... If a man, if a if a woman says, "Oh, you can't you can't be friends with a, a, a man like that," you don't see the humanity in that man. That part, exactly. I have to learn. I'm learning. I, I'm learning that you 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 woman queen that you you're people. You a person, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yes, you you beautiful, but you a person. 
You right. have feelings, you have emotions, you have ideas. You the mm-hmm. your author. You know, yeah. you got a podcast. You 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 know what I'm saying? You your mother, you know what I'm saying? You you but you you're a person. Right. And I had to learn like, okay, you gotta get out of man, she's not a piece, she's not a piece of, of meat. Right. So I and, had to say that. I had to say yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I appreciate you saying that because a lot of a lot of men, you know, like the men that I, you know, grew up with or whatever, a lot of them don't get that. Even though, just I mean, I got plenty of acquaintances and friendships for like over thirty years, but mm-hmm. it's it's just like knowing. Okay, if I was to hang out with um, uh, with with one guy that I've known since like eighth ninth grade. And mm-hmm. I can be like, hey, I'm in a bind. Can I use your couch or can I get your extra room? And knowing that there's no hidden agendas and, no, and, and none of that, that mm-hmm. is say, looking at it as being in a humanity aspect. That's that's being human. So right. when it comes down to my friend that, that I was talking about, um, and a lot of times I will talk to, I try talking to my dad and my older brother, I love them to death, and I hope they don't take it. I know they're going to hear it. Don't take it personal, y'all. <laughs> but I heard I heard what y'all were saying. Y'all gave me some nuggets, you know, because I'm your daughter. I'm your little sister. So y'all going to break it down in a way that I need it broken down coming from a man. But it's different when it's coming from a man that is not related to you. And that's going to give you an unbiased point of view. You know? Right. So for me to talk to him about to, to talk to my friend about everything from how do I tell my ex I'm not happy? How do I tell my ex um I don't want to be married to him anymore? How do I do that? And his personality is like this, whereas my personality is like that. We have, you know, two younger children together. And I already and they and I already know and and they they they're going through but they've gotten a lot better within this last year, mm-hmm. which was which was to be expected. So talking to him and you know, and he's just like you you gotta be one hundred. You you cannot if you're in a bad place and he's not helping you get out of the bad place. If both of you are struggling with trying to stay together and you tried all avenues. But if he's here and you're there, y'all are going to have to have that conversation. And um, so having a conversation led to um, a very, very volatile fallout. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what your live was about, right? Was that yes, going like that, part of your live? Okay. Right. That's what the live was about. It was a volatile there um i didn't talk to my friend for a couple weeks and he just called was like hey how did everything go you know and i told him and um you know the thing that he said he said you know while you're going through this you're going to have to detox like you said you're going to have to detox you're going to he said and it's it's going to be scary you, you know it's you're going to have moments where you're going to feel like you have to have somebody or you're going to have moments where you're not going to do but you have to remember that you're going to be triggered by some things too 
So this is a time where when you heal, you gotta you gotta get to know yourself all over again. And then when you get to know yourself all over again and you start to love who you are all over again, that's when a lot of things will come and and the shift and the dynamics will be a lot more clear. But he said, one thing that I want you to know, he said, you, you know, he, this is him saying this to me. He said, you are a very strong woman. And during this time, whoever is with you, whenever that, whenever that time comes, and if that person is not patient, and to say if you're in a relationship or you start the courtship and you're still in your healing process and you're being open with this man and you're telling this man, hey, um, I'm in the middle of a divorce. I'm still healing. If that person cares about you, they'll be patient while you heal. They're not going to try to trigger you to cause you, you know, to out. If that person cares enough about you, they'll give you that time and that space and not try to jump in while you're in the vulnerable stage or the vulnerable cycle. Because there are men who will take advantage of a woman who is in that space, that vulnerability. And, um, you know, or they see what's going on, they shoot in their shot, but it's only because they know that you're at the, you're, you're kind of like at the low point and you're trying to get back up and when you're trying to get back up if that man is not strong enough to deal with separating separating themselves in, in the physical aspect and giving you that that due diligence and that respect that person is just looking to take advantage of you and i was like okay i get it so the things that that have been coming to me and you know <laughs> i can't even front markets the thing the the comments that i say my dms have been comical to me and a lot of times i'm like i can't i'm not going to expose anybody um that that's that's not me and I think the last thing uh, that I put when I did that lip sync to the woman I was talking about, you know, shooting your shot or whatever, and I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead with it because I'm like, you know, I like to laugh just as much as the next person. So that that's that's just me. But there were, you know, there was some, there was some people, you know, some guys that put in, well, I'm shooting my shot. Well, you never shot your shot with me or whatever. And I'm like, okay, first that was a joke. Second, I know. <laughs> no, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to go there. I'm, I'm not trying to do that. Only because I know that there's there's a lot of scary things that tend to happen out here in the social media. Man. So I don't know if you're if you're really being you, or if you're looking to have a sad chick, or if you're looking to be a sad dude, or if you're in a poly relationship, I have no problem with that, but that's that's just not my thing. Or yeah. if um if I'm being catfished, or yeah. if somebody looking or is somebody looking to take, you know, try to rob me or, or kill me. Like you just never know. You never know anybody's intentions or somebody is like, hey, well let me go ahead and try to start this relationship, get all I can and then ghost you. So, 
it's and for me I'm like this is all new there, there's too there's too many stipulations but I also understand that there are many men who are guarded because of like you said how do you approach a woman mm. or they are very guarded because of the lack of feminism that a lot of women have now and you mean feminine? You mean femininity, or you mean when you say feminism? Fem- fem- what do you mean femininity, by- not feminism. Okay. I was okay. Thank, thank you for saying that because I would have been okay. like, wait a minute. I would have been like, wait a minute. What, what, what did I just say? <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like a lot, a lack of femininity, and um, and then you know, for women, there are a lot of men who lack their masculinity, so it is. There, there's no uh, uh, the, the balance is off but you know I think because I think I forgot you said you 40 46 right 44 40, 46 44. 44 so you're in that 70s 70s uh, age range 70 you grew up in the 70s. so we we grew up in a different time frame where we saw different social norms whereas right. you can meet somebody who well my last relationship i was i was in a same-sex relationship but now when you get heterosexual it's it's just different you're now you know women as you know some people women can really choose like mm-hmm. no i i can really choose a guy with a six-pack and and who's x amount who's this skin tone who's this tall but maybe he doesn't have all this but he he got he got a little education or he has a little i, I could choose that now i don't have to choose a guy who this this man asked all this or well i'm looking for this guy like this so i'm gonna pick and choose and i'm gonna i'm gonna move like how a man moves or whatever mm-hmm. i think what that's why i i said let me let me scale back and let me observe and let me see what what it is the -hmm. first thing i had to do going back to things that you said i had to learn to love me Mm -hmm. because i didn't love myself Mm -hmm. and i had to go through when i'm when i mean and let me let me say this i have a life coach slash therapist that i meet with at least twice a month and what what i love about her is that she gives me certain things to start thinking about like i realized one what are my triggers mm-hmm. two um are you are you in trifling are you living in fantasy are you being trifling you know right. and i had to realize certain bad habits being try i gotta i gotta get rid of those if i want to go right. to the next level i have to create the world that i want to live in you're by right. yourself. You don't have any responsibilities. I didn't. I didn't have any uh, uh, kids with my ex-wife, so mm-hmm. I don't have that. <clears throat> Let me get to me. So I went all the way to the relationship, which I never wanted to face. I never wanted to face how my relationship was with my mom, and then okay. I had to, it. It had to come full circle because everything stems from my mom. You know, I want to be careful. <laughs> how okay. I framed this but okay. I know that I was attracted to certain type of women mm-hmm. for example women who needed me in a way women who well I live with my mom I have a kid and I need someone to help me 
why do why was I attracted? Because I had to go back and look at all my ex girlfriends mm-hmm. in my adult life, not my teenager, but in my adult life. Why was I attracted to them? What was it about them that I I, I kept going to, or I kept that's that's the person I was in a relationship with when I was a little boy. I wanted to be my mom's hero. I wanted mm-hmm. to save her because I saw how certain relationships that she had. So I wanted to save her. So in my adult life, subconsciously, I wanted to be with a woman that I could save. I could be a hero. But what happened when I ran into a woman who didn't need me to be her hero, she just needed me to be her man. I didn't know how to do that. Mm, okay. I don't know. I don't know how to just be your man. I know how to work and and hustle and get some money and help this and help that. But I don't know how to sit down and just have a nice, genuine conversation and talk about the future. And I, I'm I'm used to talking about pain, what we didn't use go through, and this. And then we, you know, we have sex to to make ourselves feel good. That's what I know. I didn't know, no, you can actually have a decent conversation, talk about go on vacations and and not have trauma and not talk about, oh, this, this going on, this, this, and, and being in, like, I was always, it's like, I was always attracted to a woman that was in survival mode. I'm trying to survive. Like, well, when we gonna live? Damn. We always talking about Jesus came to give us life and life more abundant. Well, where's the abundance? And I realized, okay, that's what I was attracted to. Why am I attracted to that? It's still for my mom. So I had to go back, work all the way back to my childhood, work through those steps, and have a now relationship with my mom where I have to parent my mom so she can be the parent to me that I need her to be. Because my mom didn't know how to be the parent that I needed her to be. Not saying that my mom wasn't a great parent. My mom did the best she could with as raising two children one a boy one who who had who was special needs for her to be able to do that i've never been to jail praise god i wasn't in and out doing it i don't have kids all around the state of texas praise god so that being said the kind of person i am i need a certain type of parent to where I'm at to get God is the truth. So I had to learn, let me parent my mom. And then in return, my mom ends up parenting me the way I want. And our relationship is absolutely incredible. It's 180 degrees. There's respect. She doesn't get into my business. She doesn't try to control nothing. She respects me. She has more respect for me now than I was when I was married. And that's, that's huge. I had to really work on that and now that okay i understand that now it's like well what kind of woman do i want to date like Mm. what kind of woman am i really attracted to because i like i mean don't get me wrong i love his thighs of my kryptonite i love thighs of my kryptonite i love thighs okay Mm. but beyond the physicality how do you move how do you move? Right. What, what, what is your intent? Are you aware of what's going on? Do you care about people? Mm-hmm. Or do you degrade people? Do you dehumanize right. people? Like, I watch those things. Yeah. And now it's like, that's what makes it's like, oh, that's a woman. Like, 
Well, Prime see now, ahead, see, it's like it's like now it's because, and it's 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 sad to say this, but now it's because we've actually grown up. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's it's, but it's not sad. Under, no, it's it, not right, sad. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's not sad. Not you know like not like oh man, but it's kind of like it's because we've grown up. Mm-hmm. So our perception of like, and you were saying, um, you know, as far as your mom our perception of the people that we should have been with or the people that we wanted a lot of that is because as a 70s baby how we were raised and Mm -hmm. the you know the the environments that we were in so that's like for myself i saw dysfunction a lot Mm -hmm. i saw inconsistency um you know as i was coming along being being a child in the 80s during a crack epidemic i saw a lot of the adults strung out or alcoholics i saw a lot of domestic issues you know i knew uh my aunts fighting their husbands or boyfriends um i saw um i saw my mom fight her father may my grandfather rest in peace um I wow. saw I saw my father my father has you know he has a lot of kids but none of his kids had the same mother so mm-hmm. you know and he also was a person who hit women um, and that was his his thing with his dysfunction that he had from his trauma from his mother my late grandma mm-hmm. um, some of the things that I witnessed and I saw I thought that was normal so I didn't have a foundation or a blueprint of what a relationship was supposed to be or what it was that I was supposed to, to be as far as the woman that I've actually become. It took me, um, I started dating when I was like 16. Um, I married my ex at the age of 30, but he and I met when I was 28. He, and he's, he's 17 years older than I am. So he was wow. at a different, yeah. So he was yeah. at a different yeah. point in his life. I was really at a different point in my life. But what I was looking for was because because the guys that I dated when I was in my twenties, um, or the you know guys I was involved with, it was it was more or less about a physical thing. And then I had mm-hmm. a heartbreak. So my heart, I had two heartbreaks, which basically caused me to not even care. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I'm gonna be with this guy for such and such amount of time, just so be it. I don't care because I'm not I'm not gonna allow myself to get hurt again. And I'm watching all my cousins and my uncles or whatever treat women like trash. I'm not gonna be that person. But then I met my ex husband, and for me, I was looking for a father figure. I was looking for, um, like just being able to be comfortable and, and being in a stable environment because I didn't have it. So the things that I was looking for, I mean, he, you know, he's a family person. He, he values the kids and, you know, that, that was his thing. But the thing that he and I, when we had our big argument and everything like that, he, and the stuff that he was saying, even though it hurt me, but I remember agreeing with the things that he said. He said, you know, we never even had a relationship. We just jumped from screwing each other to getting married because you got pregnant. And that's basically what it was. And I couldn't even deny that. 
you know he said um and he told me before he said i told you i didn't want to get married which i heard it but then my father was in my ears and he was in my head because by the time i had my son my son is my third child um and my ex-husband is now he's technically if you want to put it out the street term the third baby daddy my my two daughters like the one that you see on tiktok the oldest Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. that's my first child my second child was four years after her and then my son was four years after her. so there's like a four-year age gap between the first three kids so my mm-hmm. father was in my head saying you want to be like these other women out here all these baby dads different dads all these kids and he got into my head and I should have been like but wait a minute you're out here with all of us kids none of us mm-hmm. got the same mother but because he put that it was that double standard thing and to know my father is to love him but also at the same time it's like hey man you gotta (laughs) let some of that go Mm. and yeah so there there were a lot of things that I was struggling with within myself I didn't fully I didn't fully care about myself I didn't fully love myself I didn't fully know who I was and I honestly believe that being married was going to solve a lot of my problems Mm. and instead (laughs) yeah because I'm like okay I can I can settle down focus on my kids do the wife's thing you know be like everybody else who's happily married or whatever Mm. you know and I know people got problems I know things happen in relationships Mm. you know but my whole perception of marriage was thwarted because I never really had an example place so Mm. with my father he was there and not there with my mother I did my best to not be her because my mother was not and she always used to say I didn't know how to be a mother I'm like at this point she used to say that to me you know that was her way of trying to apologize for us Mm. not having a mother-daughter relationship and I'm her only daughter out of her three kids so yeah so the thing that I had done was I took where she lacked and where she came up short I did a complete opposite with my kids and I'm like I'm not going I I'm, I can't be that that mom mm-hmm. so even though some of the things as far as structure um and whatever yeah I'm a stickler for that but um yeah my my perception of marriage for me at that time was to save me from doing anything reckless so when I was trying to have the conversation with my ex-husband and telling him I am not the same woman that you met mm-hmm. I'm not her I'm I'm evolving and we're supposed to evolve together but he has and he, he even said he said I don't like the woman that you've become I don't mm-hmm. like her mm-hmm. I want you to be you know because when I met him mm-hmm. he was my age now 44 so he you know he was like I want you to be who you used to be I want you to be that 28 year old that you used to be and I'm like but I'm not 28 at this (laughs) time you know at this time I had just turned 40 I said that's the thing I'm 40 I'm not 28 if I if, if if I don't evolve and I'm stuck at that point that means I'm not growing if I'm mm. not growing and I'm stagnant, that's not good for me and it's not good for you and it's not good for these kids. Mm. And there's a lot of traditions that he wanted to hold on to that I didn't agree with. So for him, um, 
when things didn't go his way, he lashes out, he cusses people out, he insults them, he belittles them, he becomes verbally abusive. And I and I would tell him that. And he's like, Well, what about you? Well, you know, you did this. I said, This is not this right here is why we we're we're not getting anywhere. We're getting worse instead of getting better. Let's try counseling. You didn't want to go to counseling because you don't want to talk to a stranger. But <laughs> You know, and, and, it's, and I'm like, okay. And when I when I say I'm over it and I'm done, and that's the part that he didn't want to actually hear, it was I was supposed to stay. He grew up with both his parents in the house, but his father was extremely abusive to him, to him, his siblings, and his mother. So mm-hmm. for him, there's that whole aspect of marriage. Mm-hmm. You you got to stay, no matter how bad it is. You got to stay. I'm like, no. I'm not staying, and I'm, and that was his third wife, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, and so that should have been another thing for me. What happened? I didn't ask questions. I didn't know anything about him. He didn't know anything about me. So we jumped wow. from, you know, wow. so we jumped exactly. Wow. Yeah. So we jumped from knowing each other in a class, hooking up here and there. I end up pregnant. My dad's in my ear. He's dealing with the stuff that he never got over as far as uh, not seeing his older two kids. And it, it, we we just, our, we were so toxic. So you bring two toxic people together, what you get? Toxicity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, 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 that and, was, and that was the yeah. basis of our relationship. And so when I saw that, I'm like, I cannot keep doing this. And this is, and mm-hmm. I said, it's not just a me thing. This is a us thing. I think it's fair to both of us if we go our separate ways because mm-hmm. if I'm trying to heal but you're keeping me from healing or you don't like the person that I become or you don't like the healing process that's a problem mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm saying to you you know babe you need to heal you know I don't mind doing this with you but you can't keep resisting or going back and forth that that that's a problem so then it's yeah we we were two toxic people that came together and it was awful <laughs> it mm. was extremely awful mm. yeah i i and i was going to tell you when i heard you live i was like man are we related like when i tell you like certain things to a t so mm-hmm. just to give you a hint my ex-wife was 10 years older than me. oh okay uh, yeah so that that whole dynamic and i was her uh, yeah, I was her third marriage. I was her third. That was my first marriage, but that was her oh, wow. third marriage. Yeah, so a lot of similarities. But I never forget. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to go into details, but when I told my ex-wife that, hey, I don't want to be married anymore, that when that hurt her to a core. Yeah, that hurt her to a core. Um, but the last two three years well really i'll say the not even last two three years it's just like when i when i got married to her i immersed myself into the family she already had kids her kids were older but i immersed myself and i became what i needed to be for them but i never knew who i was I never got a chance. I literally went from being at home with my mom to now being married. 
So I never had a time for myself to know who is Marcus? What do I like? What do I don't like? Right. And I'll never forget, you know, after I told her and we went, you know, through that whole, you know, chaos of, you know, emotions. Right. You know, and, you know, because she really like, hey, let's go to counseling. Because I had like maybe like a year and a half before I had asked for a divorce, but we went to counseling. But after that, I mean, I when I when I say I will say I I tried. Like when I said I tried, I tried. When I get when I said I I didn't just say oh man f it. No, I I really tried. And but I was like I can't do this anymore. Like I was killing myself. I became dead so they could be alive because I couldn't be me. I couldn't be who I was. And when I, in the last couple of years, in the last years of our marriage, when I started doing things for me, well, why are you doing that? Well, why so-and-so? Like, why can't I do something for me? Like, everybody's grown. Everybody has moved. Everybody, I mean, people have graduated. People have gotten married. I'm like, why can't I do for me? Everybody, you know, what's what's up? Like, I'm not going anywhere. And I never forget, she used to always say, I had a dream that you left me. So it's like, it it just came to fruition because I I had no intentions of leaving. But those last years, it's like, I can't do this anymore. I'm dying in the inside. And I remember, you know, telling her after, like I said, we, we were talking and I said, you may not like the man that I, I'm gonna become. You may not like the person I'm gonna become because I'm not I'm not gonna allow certain things for me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna accept certain things. I'm not about that anymore. Like I'm I'm not gonna walk on eggshells. I'm not gonna hold back my feelings anymore. Right. So you're not gonna like that person because you're not used to that. And right. I'm like, and instead of us going back and forth and fighting, I don't wanna fight. I just want I just want my peace. I want yeah. my peace of mind. Right. And, you know, and I think I think I think it's dangerous, and it's just me now. This is my personal perception. It's uh-huh. dangerous to say or to say I this person is my peace. No, that person can add to your peace, but right. one person can't be your peace. You gotta have your own peace. You gotta have it because then you know what it is. Because then when that person's gone, what do you do? Right. You got to be able to take care of you. You got to be able to mentally take care of yourself, physically take care of yourself. You know, mm-hmm. thankfully, I'm able to cook for myself. I'm able to clean. I'm able to, you know, wash clothes. Like, it's something I didn't, when I was when I was uh, married, I hated doing laundry. And mm-hmm. my ex-wife didn't want me to do the laundry. But now, I'm on my own. I'm single. Right. And guess what? Today is so laundry you- day. So you so <laughs> doing all you doing you doing the laundry you doing a thing and you know something yeah. it's um it's basically like I can't look at myself and look for somebody to make me happy I gotta make myself happy my happiness comes within me my peace comes within me Correct. so if if I'm looking for someone to validate me that's a problem. And if I'm looking for someone to give me something, that means I'm lacking something within myself, which means it's not going to work. And, right. And that that was that was an obstacle that he and I had. It was like 
I'm giving you everything. This was him. I'm giving you everything you want. I'm doing everything you ask, and nothing is ever good enough for you. And I'm like, that's that's not the case. Um, a lot of times, if I'm asking you, if I'm telling you, because if you're asking me what makes me happy, and you're looking at it as far as uh, maybe something materialistic or going here or whatever, my biggest thing is listening to them. If you really, really want to um, kind of like get centered with some things, for me, my biggest appreciation is to have somebody listen. Because everybody, a lot of people right What I think the biggest issue with relationships, period, mm-hmm. is communication. Money is. Money is. But I think communication because, one, we don't know who we are. Right. Personally, we don't know ourselves. Right. Two, we can't communicate what it is that we want and need. Mm-hmm. And and then then three, you get it caught up in well, like because my issue was always rejection. So mm. I really don't want to tell somebody what I really want because I don't want to be rejected. So I rather tell you what I what you think I want or whatever. But no, be mm-hmm. honest. No, I don't want that. I, I have to realize everybody don't love the beach. Yeah, that's true. As wonderful as the beach is, everybody don't love the beach and everybody don't like that. So you you gotta be able to really communicate how you feel, communicate what like what does that mean? Like when mm-hmm. people, you know, I, I don't wanna go too far into these other nuances or these other you know, stigmas that are on social media. Mm-hmm. But that faith, that old saying, well, if he don't have a job and he don't have this, he don't have that, he needs to be educated, he needs to be. But I mean, like, how do those standards sustain a relationship? How many people lost their jobs during the pandemic? Oh, how many that's people had to, How many people had to pivot? How many people yeah. got sick and who were in good health? Like, I remember somebody, uh, a, f- a friend of mine who was a girl, we no longer friends, but said that, well, I don't want to date anybody that's out of shape. You know, you'll get sick, you know, your health, you'll get diabetes and all that. And granted, how you eat does affect certain things and you should be careful how you eat. But man, mm-hmm. how many people were in great shape and died? Oh, yeah. Died during, the, died, died during COVID. So right. I think we have to really be realistic in the sense of the standards that we have. One, do mm-hmm. we have them for ourselves? Like, I'm not going to tell a woman, well, she need to have she need to have 10 degrees and I haven't even got one degree. Yeah. <laughs> you know and what I'm saying? Know, she need to have two, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's, yeah. let's really be realistic and then communicate this is where I'm at. Be real. And I, and I think, you know, I was going to say when I, when I was, had that question on uh, TikTok, how do you want to be approached? Mm-hmm. What I love is that the one thing that was constant, that was consistent, that everybody repeated, it was, it was funny, it wasn't a lot of women. It was like five of y'all, which I thought was funny. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, damn, ain't no women, like ain't nobody interested. So, but all you said, be who you are. You, I think you said, be consistent and like mm-hmm. be confident. Like right. let us like let us see who you are, which allows us to say, okay, I may give him a shot, or no, he's not my type, but maybe we can be friends. Or you know what, I'm just gonna talk because he seems like an interesting person. Or you know, I, I'm we he cool, but I'm not gonna talk to him. But I have to be man enough in myself, confident in myself. Here I am. If you like me, cool. If you don't like me, cool. Because at the end of the day, I still leave with my respect. 
Exactly. And that's what I had to learn. And that's exactly. what I think getting into relationships, like you're saying, and like, I want to be careful because I want to respect your ex-husband because I don't know him. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to talk to his, his problem, what he thinks. But mm-hmm. I will say that until we learn how to respect one another, mm-hmm. respect, even if we think it's thrown off, but that's how that person feels. That's yeah. what that person needs. That's that person's love language. How right. do I meet that love language? And if I can't meet it, do I need to want it? Okay, well, how do I learn how to meet that? Or, because right. that means that's going to take me stepping out myself out of my comfort zone to do that. Right. Exactly. And and I know for uh, for myself, you got to definitely have some type of respect. Because, yeah. um, and, and, it's, and before it's respecting other people, you got to respect yourself first. If you respect yourself, if you don't care for yourself, if you don't have a certain standard for yourself, mm-hmm. then why would you look for that for me to supply that to you? That's that's not anything that I can do. And that's like with self-care, self-love, happiness, and, and everything like that. Before you can actually step out in confidence and approach the next person, do you have all of those qualities within yourself that you're looking for from other person? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's, that's one of those things where it's, it's when you learn as you grow up. Cause we, that's what we've done. We've grown up. We're in different avenues of our lives. Mm-hmm. And, um, let me ask you this question. Go ahead. Uh, cause I know, cause I know you said like, and, and as a man, right. Now I'll say this for myself, and I and I joke about myself all the time because I'm like, if anybody's want to crack a joke, I'm crack a joke first. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as like physical attributes, because I know a lot of a lot of men have this thing where the first thing that they look at is a woman's behind, or they want to mm-hmm. see, or whatever. It, it mm-hmm. can't, you know, most heterosexual men. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like, okay, that that's y'all. You know that that's that's I'm, I've been used to it. Me being a woman that have that attribute, a lot of times will make it used to make me really insecure about who I was. Mm. Therefore, because I knew I wasn't built like that woman over there, extra curvy hips, extra behind, thick thighs, or whatever like that. I will always myself as not the standard of what a man wants physically. So I wouldn't try to be any any anybody but myself. But for you, if you um and, and then this is some men get past this too. Do do you think a lot of other men understand the amount of pressure that is put on when a woman gets rejected if they don't have a certain physical attribute? No, I don't think we ever thought about it. So let me let me let me put it again. Like I said, I've been on this journey now where women are human, women are people. The back in the day, and I think well now I think it maybe is a little bit different. But remember when hair weave was really prominent and mm-hmm. people always used to get hair, all yeah. that and all that stuff like that. And men used to always talk about that. And I was one of those men. Man, I don't yeah. want to date no woman with no uh, fake hair, blah, 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 da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And then I learned 
if she comfortable in her skin, cool. She got her head shaved, cool. She got hair weeds, she wear wigs, cool, because that's her prerogative. Mm-hmm. But I never forget, I was having a conversation with a real good friend of mine who's a woman. And I was like, man, you know, women always, they spending all this money on hair. They spend $40. She said, but men, y'all go to the barbershop and y'all spend $25, some $30, $50 on your hair. And y'all go every week. Mm-hmm. But when she's like, and I know that, but when she said it, I said, oh, like it never dawned on me that women are just doing the same thing we do. The thing is, is that they're doing, you guys are either adding extensions, hair, color, whatever. We're Mm -hmm. pretty much getting the same haircut. And now like me going through this change where now I'm letting my hair grow out. Okay, that, that, that takes a lot of maintenance. So my cost is going to be different, but mm-hmm. it's just self-care. But I had to look at just like I want to have self-care and I want to look good. Well, a woman looks good, but mm-hmm. we never consider the pressure that you guys go through to say, well, let me look like this. But it's the same thing. But but again, I, it, when you said that, do you know what my first reaction was? My what first was reaction to your for your statement was, well, do you know how we we struggle with rejection? Like I didn't even I didn't even take the time to let me actually hear what she said. Let me digest what she said. Let me process what she said. And let mm-hmm. me acknowledge and respond to what she said. And the answer is I've ne- we've never I've never really considered that women had pressure to well, I gotta look a certain way to get a man. Because mm-hmm. you always see women doing stuff. Like now, I'm still flabbergasted. Yes, I use that word, flabbergasted. <laughs> that women <laughs> now have uh, uh, butt, butt, either butt implants. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know what BBL, like, I didn't know what the hell is BL. Like, what the fuck is, what the hell is yeah, that? Right, um, right. <laughs> and then, or butt pads. And mm-hmm. I was like, is this a real thing? And I never forget, like, some years ago, these women and we're in the club and they had butt pads. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And, 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 and you know, it, and I have to say this, at the end of the day, I am, I'm a thigh person, I'm a butt person, but your personality is going to outshine all that shit. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I've, I've been attracted to a woman who thick, I mean, like, if they would say she's overweight, but it was her personality that I was like, shit, that she was, you know, it just, it's just the way you carry yourself. It's the way you, you know, the way you move, the way you navigate, the way you handle stuff, the way how you, you know, if you approach me, like, I remember the, the lady I dated after my marriage, like, I don't know what it was about her, but it's like, when I approached her, like I had, I, I feel like I got to straighten up. I got to straighten up my back. I can't slouch. She, oh, okay. something about her triggered or spurred the man in me. Like, I, oh, I'm, and it, 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 it tripped me out because I had never felt like that before. So overall, yeah, we're physical. Yeah, we like, yeah, every now and then, hey, but shit, you can be skinny, but 
you got on your my, my t-shirt and no panties on with some heels. Shit. What? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it don't take much. Oh, it don't goodness. take much. <laughs> Man, that's Shit. funny. And you, and you know, the, the other funny thing about that is, like, I was always, um, let me show this thing on here. Okay. Okay. So, like, for me, I was always, and most people already know that, like, the first thing you're going to see when you see me are, are my boobs. Like, I, I can't help that, that they're just there. Mm-hmm. And I would normally tell people all the time, do not wait for me to walk away because you're not going to find anything. I don't have. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, just keeping it a hundred. And um, <laughs> and with me, I was always with uh, with my friends or whatever who had both, or they had more in the back. Not a, then they would always tell me, "Well, at least you got those, and you don't have, you know." And then talking to other women about each other's mm-hmm. bodies mm-hmm. and the pressures that that you know my my um my friends or my cousins or whatever that had that that had the behind mm-hmm. and the objectification that they felt it's like dang can you like me and not you know not grab on my behind or can you just like me and like me for me without looking at that so there's a lot of pressure there mm-hmm. as well and then there's, the, then there's the other thing too, where a lot of times we do go into stepping out and trying to impress one another as women, because one thing that that um, that we tend to do, oh, I like what she got on, I like her shoes, I like mm. this, I like that, or oh, I like it here, I want mine like this. So a lot of times we or we trying to be on the same level with each other. And mm. when we're not doing that, then it's, it's then it's when all the other videos pop up, you know, like the twerking videos. Oh, look at me! I got on these TikTok leggings, and look at this. And I'm like, yeah, but what what about the rest of us who ain't built like that? And then you know, and then there there's men who you know that way. What you said is it's all about your personality and the qualities that you have as a woman, opposed to you know just having a physical attribute that you know tends to draw you in but you can have and some uh my one brother told me you can have a banging body all day but if your heart and your mind ain't together I don't know. Yeah. Basically, because basically at this point i'm not going to see you up for you know nothing other than just a toy mm-hmm. and i and i said oh and so you know a lot of people were like you know continue to be who you are and somebody can't appreciate you for who you are then that person was never meant for you mm-hmm. but it goes it, it goes back to valuing yourself um, right I, you know and i was saying you know i've learned a long time ago i'll never forget a, a woman said this once pretty i mean misery in a pretty package like you got right. some beautiful women beautiful but is miserable toxic and I'm like, man, uh, uh-uh. no, nah, man, it, it it ain't. And you see it like it's like, okay, you a tease, like you you a tease, like you. And I, and I had to realize that like this one young lady I was really interested in, but I I wasn't honest with myself. I was really interested in it because one, she had toxic attributes, 
that mm-hmm. I didn't want to recognize. And I was attracted. And really, truly, at the end of the day, I just wanted to hear. Even wow. though I was like, no, I want to get, I, like, subconsciously in the back of my mind, you know, I really just want, but I wanted to make her into this thing that was in my mind and not really look, this is who this woman is. This woman is toxic. This woman don't want you. And end up finding out and had friends say, hey, Mark, she she is not who you think she is, bro. And, and then to come find out later, it was so crazy. Found out that somehow she ended up into some kind of entanglement with this other person. And it, it was it was crazy, man. And I was like, I'm so glad I left. I'm so glad I didn't, didn't try to get involved in that. I'm so glad. But it it you know, like you said, we're we're growing, we've grown up, we're learning, and you know, we're stepping back. But you know, I, I'll say like me, I would tell every woman, just like you mentioned, how like I never thought that women go through this, you know, that same thing of let me try to meet you know, a certain standard to be with a man or to get a man. But, you know, I, I had to look at myself. And I think with men, because again, we don't really have to think about it. When you think about it, it's like, no matter how you look, the way, because it's a patriotic society, I think it's changing a little bit. But no matter how you look, you can be an old, dirty, bastard white man and have the most beautiful woman in the world. Now, that woman may not love your ass. <laughs> But if you rich, mogul, whatever, shit. But you know, I know I don't have a six pack. I'm not dark skinned. I'm not. I'm not over six feet. You know, and I always like. I never feel like some women. You know, you're short. Like as if when God was passing out height, like I chose to be five six. Don't no. I didn't choose. I didn't choose my height. So I know there's nothing I can do about my height. I can't decrease my age. But you know, I can work on my weight. I can do that. But. As far as getting all that six pack, I'm like, look, <clears throat> let me work on my weight where I'm healthy, I'm taking care of myself, and I'm comfortable in my skin. Mr. Freeman. I would say to anyone now is to thy own self be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's it's better to learn to navigate the waters than just going into waters, treacherous waters. You got to know how to navigate. You got to know how to navigate in relationships. And the only way you can do that is if you know yourself first, because then you know, once you know yourself, then you can set boundaries. Uh, One thing my life coach tells me, don't cross your own boundaries. You know what? And I think... That is extremely important. Um, boundaries in any relationship is important. Mm-hmm. And I know one one of the struggles that, um, that some people have, even if you're married, is respecting the fact that somebody had, you know, your, your other half, they have boundaries. Right. And um, the moment you disregard their boundaries, it's kind of like, well, I need to rethink something. Because... Mm-hmm. If you don't respect my boundaries, what are you basically telling me how you view me, not just as a person, but how you view me as your other half? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's 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 a major thing. It's, it's really major. Um, yes, be true to thine self. That's extremely important. 
And I know um, before before we close out, there was something that I, I wanted to ask you. What mm-hmm. at, what attributes? And this is for the listeners because you never know. You might you might have somebody pop up be like, "Hey, I heard you on this on this podcast. I'm interested." <laughs> okay. All right. What are, what are some of the things that that you're looking for? As far as what attributes would would you be interested in at this juncture in your life, opposed to where you were 20, 30 years ago? Um, a woman who one she she knows who she is, and again she cares about humanity. Like you know what's going on, what happened in Buffalo. Not that she complains about it and she relives the trauma, but it's like okay, you know what? Let's vote. Let's let's get and let's not just vote. Let's let's have five, ten like we like I gotta I gotta vote Tuesday because we got, you know, some primaries and then we got I think a couple of uh, things that are on the docket that I need to vote for. So today that's one of my homework assignments. I gotta look at what's on that voting ballot. So someone who care who's aware and they care about other things, they care about, you know, okay, not just getting the bag. But okay, investing. But now, how can we help our community? How can we help the people around us? Um, and and it just cares about life, like living. Like, you know, we don't. You know, we can have a good time, but we don't always have to. Not saying Netflix and chill, but we can do a park and chill. We can mm-hmm. go to a beach and chill. We can just go. You know, because I, I live in Houston, which is the fourth largest city. And literally, I can go to the other side of town. And it feels like I'm out of town because that's how long it, it gets to like to the woodlands. Because I live on the south side of town, and it just said we'll go out to the woodlands and just kind of hang out in the woodlands or something. That's you know, it's simple things. But then who also they're thinking about their future and life and and who, who have sober sober thoughts. And I think that maybe that's kind of general, but you mm-hmm. know. Um, who had you know just who just wants to get to just chill because again i'm at a point where i just want to chill and i just want to get get to know people I, i'm not looking for a wife i'm not looking to be somebody's uh somebody's husband uh and, you know i'm careful what i'm saying i'm not looking to be a stepdad i did that for 16 years 17 years being a stepdad so mm-hmm. you're not not saying that i would date a woman with a child or children but I would, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just be realistic where we are. So can we date? Yeah. Can we be cool, be friends? Yeah. And be chill. And, and you know, and let's see what happens, you know. But my boundary is let's just get to know each other. Even before if we want to have sex. Now, let's get to know. Because, you know, I'm, you know, my 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 freakiness ain't for everybody. And her freakiness ain't for everybody. So let's let's just get to know each other. And, and as human beings first, and then if we want to go to the, no, the next level, then we know, okay, there's steps to get to that next level. I hope I wasn't too general. I think I, I hope I didn't want going around the berry bush with that. Hope I'm no, you're, you're good. No, you're, okay. you're good. You're good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no problems at all with that. And um, and I know for myself, because that, that was the question. Now, that question was asked to me too you know um, for the people who know like what am I looking for and what I'm looking for is basically not being pressured to be someone that I'm not 
That's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for someone who can accept me for me, knowing I am not perfect. I mean, it, and I'm not looking for perfection from anyone. I'm looking for someone to be human, as, as human as possible. Know mm-hmm. who you are. Be confident in who you are, but not so confident that you're arrogant in a sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that that's that's a definite um be able to live and enjoy life um live in the moment because tomorrow is not promised to anyone you know mm-hmm. and yeah. um i'm not pressuring into anything other than accepting me for me i accept you for you and um I have an unrealistic or an un, you know like something that's not reachable as far as goals as a couple if we're going to grow as a couple let's do that you know that's that's mm-hmm. kind of like where I'm at but things to it I'll get long-winded but I'm not going to do that this <laughs> is being that um where I'm where I'm at in my life I know who I am more and I know that the person whom I used to be would not be able to say that with the amount of confidence that I had, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that and that takes a lot, you know? And I know that there was another, there was another amount of pressure with some things in regards to, um, you know, women and, and behind closed doors and, and sexuality and everything. That was another thing too, because there was that underlying pressure of, well, how long how long do I have to how long should I wait how long should I make him wait how long is she gonna make me wait you know mm-hmm. I the instant gratification so then it was also the the mixed signals or well if I don't do this and he takes off then he was never for me but then if I you know if I do this he's gonna look at me stupid or crazy or sideways like oh she's easy I can just get that she didn't give me a challenge so for me, I, I need to know where a man's mind is at. You know, yeah, play like, games. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, some men, that's just who they are. Some men, you know, they 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 play those mind games because that's mm-hmm. what they do and they and they, they feel like they can do it and get away with it. I never the, the, the woman that I dated after my marriage and you know, I think we brought up sex and I said, I'm not I'm not gonna press you to have sex when you when you ready to have sex. You we gonna have sex. Like I knew we were gonna have sex, but we were gonna do it on her terms. So I, it was no pressure. Like I knew we, we was gonna it, it was gonna happen. You mm-hmm. know I, I can't I can't tell you like how I knew that. It wasn't a level of cockiness or confidence, but it was a level of okay. You know this mm-hmm. this gonna happen, but it's gonna happen on her uh, her terms. But you know it. it I, I get it that sex is important for a man, um, and I say it. it, it I, I would say this because I, I think this is important, and if you want to put it in the in the final, you can. That bef- before I was married, and even during my marriage, sex to me was a way for a woman to show that she loved me. 
So I use that as a gauge to say, well, she, if she get, you know, she lets me have sex and I mean, she really loves me. Me not knowing what you just said. Well, I had sex with Marcus because I felt pressured or I didn't want to lose him. Or I felt like, well, if, if, you know, I don't want him looking at somebody else. I don't want him having sex with somebody else. So let me give it to him or whatever. Not knowing that that, that could have been in the mind of some women that I, I was with at that time. But mm. now, where I'm at now, I look at sex of, well, do I really want to have sex with this person? What right. kind of spirit does she have? Can she, would she manipulate me with the sex? I had a woman who manipulated me. She knew she dangled that carrot. I know mm-hmm. you want this, but I'm going to make you do some things in order to get it. Mm-hmm. So I've learned, you know what? Let me step back and because every every and I'm, I'm gonna say this every woman knows where she can get some good dick every man knows where he can get some good pussy and right. vice versa if you gay gay men know where they can get some good dick gay women know where they can get some good pussy they they know so right. it, ain't, it ain't about the sex thing it's about who do i really want to be with again I'm at a point in my life where my, I value my peace. My peace is more important than getting ass. So I would yeah. rather keep my peace than chasing ass because it, it costs money. It costs time. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not. Fo- I'm not. I'm focusing on the wrong thing. I'm focusing on the wrong thing. I, I could be creating some shit that's gonna help me 10, 20 years down the line. As you, you do that, man, it's it done. Okay, as my as my uh, life coach say, cheeks got a hand. Okay, that's over with. Got that taken care of. All right, what's next? Damn, <laughs> you know. And that's when you think about. It, that's what it is. It's like transactional. You know. Okay, yeah. boom, bust a nut. Okay, cool, cool. Now what? And yeah, now keep what? It going. So let me let me ask you this question. Why do you think? And I, I've run into, I've run into, and I, I know I said we was going to try to close it, but you, you're making me think about some stuff. Why do you think there are some men who do not want to deal with the emotional aspect of relationships? Well, real quick, let me, I have to say this. I cannot speak for all men. Mm-hmm. I cannot speak for all men because that's a generalization. It's a general question. Right. I can only speak for Marcus Freeman. I didn't know how to handle emotion. I, like you said, trauma. I saw trauma. I saw my mom choking the shit out of my dad. Trauma. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. So I don't know how to handle emotions. I would literally let my emotions get the best of me. True story. True story. After my marriage, I'm now going through my divorce process Mm -hmm. and I have different social media pages. And my ex-wife liked one of my pictures on my social media page. I Mm. was livid. I was livid. Hold on. Hold on. I was livid. Hold on. I was livid. Because she liked it. Why she liked it? Why is she looking at me? Why so-and-so, so-and-so? And when I tell you, I was so caught up in my emotions, I couldn't even work that day. 
You okay, Mr. Freeman? Oh, I'm fine. I was in my car. Man, it's just a crime. And my, my life coach was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What's wrong wow. with you? Wow. Over a damn picture? Wow. Because I had dealt with my emotions about everything. I didn't, because one, because you got to, well, let me, one thing I didn't tell you, I suppressed my emotions and my feelings because of rejection. I didn't want to get rejected. So I didn't want to say how I felt because why? I may get rejected. So I suppressed them. So then when they came up, I didn't know how to manage them. They led me astray. I was doing shit, wasn't even thinking. That's why when people are caught in their emotions, you cannot talk to them. You cannot make sense. The worst thing, I'm going to say this, fellas, if a woman is going off and she's in emotions, just shut the fuck up. Look, <laughs> look at her body language. Look at her hands and say, hey, you can say what you want to say, but keep your hands off of me. Put a chair, mm-hmm. put a table in between. Really back up and okay, watch. Wow. Because when you're in your emotions, you're not thinking. That's true. That that part, that's definitely true. And one thing that um one thing that I had the tendency of doing to keep me from being emotionally out of control was to be quiet. Just to sit still. And but let me- I and I would internalize a lot of stuff instead of dealing with a lot of things. And then when I was ready to deal with it uh, with whomever at the time, it was how they would, you know, respond. So are you mm-hmm. going to like then? Are you able to deal with? I'm, I'm feeling my. I'm, I'm sharing this with you because mm-hmm. I don't want to keep it to myself. But mm-hmm. at the time, but, um, knowing that I have to have control over what I say and what I do because. That's going to determine how successful we want to be in trying to get get to where we need to go. But I also need to know I can trust you while I'm, you know, emotional. If mm. I am being able to help me get through that part of being emotional, it's not like we have to be emotionally violent or anything like that. But mm. if I'm like, oh, I'm going through something. This is how I'm feeling. I, I'm crying. I, I'm just I'm 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 thinking and I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling agitated. I don't understand this. And I'm coming to you as my other half trying to explain to you how I'm feeling, what I'm going through, what I'm thinking. If I can basically trust you with my emotions to say, hey, we're gonna get through this together, that helps me get in a better place. But some some men and I know quite a few, they will literally say, I'm not dealing with this emotional bullshit. Mm-hmm. Do, not, do not come with me with that because I don't have time for it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and, and, where, does that, where does that leave me in that sense? If I'm trying to say, this is where I'm at, I need to help navigate, or I need to, you know, I need to talk this through, or I need to be, you know, at a, at a point where I should be able to trust you with my emotions because right about now you're my person. Just like you trust yours. It so let me so let let's unpack that because it's a okay. lot. It's a lot. 
So one thing you have to keep in mind, and I'm, I'm gonna say this, and I'm and, and I mean this in a loving way. Right. A man or your partner should not be responsible for your emotions and how you handle your emotions. To mm-hmm. that's a lot of pressure. Okay, my wife is having. Okay, I gotta help her. How, how? I think I don't know if I said this earlier. When I was marrying mm-hmm. my ex-wife, she would say, "I need you." I'm like, "Okay, well, what you need? Something, something wrong with the toilet? I need something to fix. Something. What you need? No, I need you. Well, what? Okay, what, what's wrong? Something happened with the kids? Homework? Something? What's what's up? You know, that's how I was like. Because what we do, we fix. We fix. Mm-hmm. But what she right. was trying to communicate, I need more of you. I need to sit with you. I need to cohabitate with you. I need to get to know you more. I need you to be in my presence more. I need you to spend time with me. But she didn't know how to communicate that. So, Mm -hmm. again, we have to be a student. Both, both have to be students of our mate. So, back up to your point. Emotion. First, you gotta know your emotions. Mm-hmm. It's not your mate's responsibility to say, I'm having a crisis. You guys will say, no, you having a crisis. You don't know what to do. Maybe it's like, okay, I don't know what to do. Let me sit my ass down. Right. And let me, okay, usa. Well, baby, can yeah. I help? Okay, I just need you to just be there and just let me, like, I never forget what happened to my ex-wife. My ex-wife was in the hospital for something. I forgot what it was and she was it was either her blood pressure or something and I started crying and she said I don't need you to cry I need you to make me laugh mm-hmm. we have to you know what I'm saying we, we don't right. we, we don't know everything right so you can't put the pressure on the other person to say well you gotta it's, it's, it's safe you gotta be my yeah. savior Hell no, I gotta learn how to save myself. I'm not Superman. I want you to be the fireman. Every man is not a fireman. Every man ain't going into the damn fire. Fuck that fire. Let that shit burn down. I'm good. You know, you gotta know, and that's again, you knowing you, you knowing who your mate is, and then you can, and I'm not saying that a man is like, well, I ain't gonna deal with the emotion. What he can't deal with is, oh my God, so-and-so, oh, oh, and I'm not saying you like that, but it's like, the kid, so-and-so, oh, this is bullshit. It's like, let me, a, a, a man is more like a diver. I mean, like a, a lifeguard, okay? What I heard, I don't know how true this is, but I heard this in a sermon. Mm-hmm. When lifeguards, when someone is drowning, the lifeguard doesn't go after them while they're in the midst and they flapping their hands and they're doing all that craziness. They mm-hmm. wait until after they get calm and they start seeking. Then they go after them. Why? Why would they do that? Because if they go after them while they're doing all that chaos, they can drown themselves. Right. Again, when you're caught in your emotions, you're not thinking. It can lead you to something else. So for some men, hey, man, I see craziness. I can't deal with crazy. I see all this. I don't know how to handle that. But once you come down, okay, this is what happened. Oh, she did that shit again? Yeah. Okay. Babe, I don't want... Now now here's the the funny part. 
right? To, to shift mm-hmm. gears. Mm-hmm. Um, in in this in this previous relationship, I was always the calm one. <laughs> and and it's, uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm serious. It, it uh-huh. was it was like there was a shift in, in that role. You and then it would be like, well, everybody just can't sit back here and just chill out and be calm like you and uncaring. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm processing mm-hmm. it. Okay. So mm-hmm. if I'm processing what's going on, you're expecting for me to act hysterical because you don't know how to deal with a situation. Mm-hmm. So one of us have to be the same person and the calm person in the midst of everything going on. And right. which is why I had asked that question, why some men are like that. And and I'm saying that because I'm the I'm the opposite in that area. I do have I do have my moments where I'm like, okay, I'm feeling this type of way. I want to talk about it so then I can I can understand how to process it. I don't want anybody to be responsible for my emotions. I let, let me put that out there because I know that's all mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm trusting you enough to say, I want you to be here to 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 listen to me, and mm-hmm. maybe maybe I'm overthinking it. Am I overthinking this? Am I wrong mm-hmm. to feel this way? Um, you you wanted to you be know, your voice the reason. But right. but let me but let me say right. that it's still based on your relationship. Is is yeah. the person that you're with, are they sober minded? How do they handle certain things? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's like I you know, some people they can have really great relationships. Like my uncle is who he is. He is unapologetically my uncle. If he don't like you, he don't like you. If he love you, mm-hmm. he love you. That's just who he is. But when I talk to him, I listen and I can say stuff to him. He, he'll say, you know, Mark, and you know, like one time I did something and it was kind of stupid what I did. And I didn't have to do it that way. I could ask for help. And he looked at me, he said, well, nephew, son. Well, he say son, he don't call me nephew. He say son, uh, that was an expensive lesson, wasn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> you know, you but but that's the relationship. You know, one right. time my uncle, when I I stayed with him for a short period of time, and I did something that he didn't like, he said, "Let me holler at you." Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I was like, "Oh shit!" He said, "You didn't learn that from home because he's known me since I was nine years old. You mm-hmm. didn't learn that from home. You learned that from somewhere else." If you ever come in this house and you do A, B, C, and D again, uh, you're going to find you another place to live. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But through conversation, through relationship, oh, and no matter what, I can sit, me and my uncle, we can have a drink. Always, uncle, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing that to protect, you know, you know, integrity. Right, right. That. But right. uncle, blah, blah, I'm always, but I've always been like that because I've ra- I was raised like that. But we can shoot shit, we can talk about shit, shoot shit and all that. But at the end of the day, the beginning of the conversation, middle of the conversation, at the end of the conversation, uncle or pops, but I'm always gonna give him respect. But it's based on that relationship. So again, us being with people, one, we gotta know ourselves, two, we have to learn and take time to know the people that we with and how they handle things. Last thing, because I don't want to go too over too long. I never forget. I was. This is years ago. I was on a date with this. No, I wasn't on a date. I was taking this young lady home, 
after a play for after after play practice after a rehearsal a, a play a, a rehearsal for a play and something happened i can't remember if somebody's car or something and i immediately you know got oh man let me see what happened stop pulled over went investigated blah 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 da, 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 handle it boom got back in the car and she was like wow and i was like what are you talking about she said the way you handled that situation i'm like what like yeah what are you talking about like she <laughs> saw another side of me that she didn't know that was there Mm-hmm. So what am I saying is that we got to look at the person that we're interested in, the person that we're going to invite in our lives and that we want to build with or have relationships with because the root word of relationship is relate. Right. How do they handle things when when thing when when you get the order wrong at the restaurant? When someone handles like last thing my mom, I went um, uh, because my mom is elderly. I shopped for her for her groceries, mm-hmm. and somehow they end up charging. Well, it's really my fault because I did self checkout. I charged something <laughs> twice. And I'm okay. like, damn. So, but I used my mom's credit card to 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 handle that. So I have I was on the phone with them as I was handling it. And I was very direct. Hey, the card is this. Here's my receipt. Here's everything. Yes, is this item? Boom. My mom didn't have to say anything until it was time for her to give give the card because she has a card. Mm-hmm. But I handle it in a way that my mom know. Oh, okay. My son knows how to handle stuff when there's an issue or there's a problem. You got to really pay attention. Man, so and so fine. She, you know, I'm I'm using the, the analogies. Man, she got good head, you know, good brain, you know, in bed. But damn, can she handle business? Like when you go out of town, who can you trust to say, "Hey, I need you to drive by the crib and look at stuff," and they ain't going through your shit, right? Like if I can't, yo, I don't care how good your your box. I can't still. That's another. We got to talk about these new terms. I don't get that box <laughs> why they say that. But if I don't care how good your box is, if I can't trust you to like, yo, I gotta pay this bill. I'm gonna give you my car. Can you pay this for me? Yeah. And you don't use it, keep it, and try to go back and say I'm gonna spend some. That's different. Mm-hmm. That's how we gotta live. Everybody ain't worthy. Everybody ain't worthy of my heart. Because I can't trust everybody with my heart. I can't right. trust everybody not, with my emotions. So we have to be careful. Yeah. yeah. You're not supposed to. That there, There's just a certain... And it goes back to boundaries. And it, goes back, go. to your, and it goes back to your standards. And mm. at the end of the day, those are your requirements that you have to, that you have, to have. And because if you don't and you compromise your requirements... What's going to happen? Chaos is going to take place. So, um, yeah, so basically, and I wish I could talk to you forever before this thing comes. <laughs> but, well, he, well yeah. anytime, yeah, just let me know. Just, just holler yeah. at me, man. Yeah, yeah it's cool. So, so basically, um, why don't you go ahead and put a closing point out there um, as far as you have any besides I know you had talked about this project in the beginning mm-hmm. 
anything else that you would like to put out there um, as far as like your, your social media, how to follow you, how to hit oh. you up or anything? Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, I'm on all social media platforms. Now, I go by Poppy Marks. Poppy Marks is part of my this is my production company name poppy marks productions uh i'm probably gonna mess it up but it's poppy marks is providing opportunities and entertainment with purpose and intent making insurance of an overall goal with respect and excellence i said cool so that's what poppy marks stands for uh as i said currently i'm working on um getting some um, some shows. I've written like two pilots. I'm working on another pilot right now today that I'm gonna send over to uh, a copyright to get it copyrighted and, and White Writers Guild and uh, start working on that. And I, I, I don't know, when things, as things come up, you know, I'll, I'll let you, you know, let you know more or something about that. Uh, again, I have a short film called The Agency. Right now, it's finishing up. It's a uh, film circle, a uh, film circle, film uh, festival circuit. Um, once I hear back from this last one, like I said, I'm probably going to post that. I may just try to post it on Twitter because it's only like a five minute short. Uh, I mean, not Twitter, uh, tick, TikTok uh, called The Agency. So, um, and then, like I said, just other some other projects that I really can't speak on and i also i'm an actor so i've been auditioning like crazy voiceover auditions as well as you know film television so you know just i'm just gonna keep doing that until i book something uh but one thing i wanna uh say to all my people all everybody who listens to this uh podcast healing is imperative Healing is imperative. If you, and it takes work, it's not easy, but it's imperative to what your dreams are, your career, your relationships. If you work on your healing, you'll see things change around in your life. You'll see yourself change, but you gotta do the work. You gotta do that hard work that ugly work and that alone work. So it's gonna be some alone days, but in the end, it's gratifying. I'm a witness and I'm done. That's that's, that's a way to close out on a very, very good day. So Marcus, I appreciate you. I'm gonna have some more information from you or for you a little bit later. As I normally tell my people, Stay tuned, stay blessed, and stay breezy. All right. All right. All right. Thank you again. All right. You have a good one. You too. Thanks for coming on. All right. No.